The game is full of beautiful people. And from time to time, we get to interview them. I'm Scotty Smith, and this is the Beautiful People interview from the 901 Soccer Podcast. All right, friends, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Another fantastic episode of the 901 Soccer Podcast, Beautiful People Edition. It was May of 2018 when we recorded my favorite all-time episode of the 901 Soccer Pod. We sat down with Seamus Loftus, the owner of the Brass Door Irish Pub downtown Memphis, the home pub for the Bluff City Mafia, the supporters group for Memphis 901 FC. Seamus grew up in Ireland, and we talked a lot about Ballina Town, his home club, and the role that a home club can play in the life of an individual. At that time, it was all theory, because at that time, Memphis 901 FC had not kicked a ball. But we have seen what we hoped that we would see. We have seen thousands of people come out to the ground to watch Memphis 901 FC play, We have seen that team, despite results on the field, take root in the hearts of the people. And it seems, if you look at social media, that that is happening day in and day out. We are alerted to things every single day where people are new fans of this club and excited about about the possibilities of a long-term seeing soccer, professional soccer being played in downtown Memphis. But there are other things in the American game that need to be sorted out. There are other things in the American game that are hindering progress of the sport in this country. And Seamus Loftus uh, is here to update us on something that we talked about in May of 2018. We're talking today about the Citizens Football Project and bringing free soccer to the inner city which is a valiant effort, a noble effort, and it has progressed significantly in the 15 months since we last talked on this podcast. We welcome back to the pod our very good friend, Seamus Loftus. Seamus, how are you, sir? Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Everything is fantastic. We are excited about soccer in the city of Memphis. We are always Excited about soccer in the city of Memphis. My first question is going to be a very easy one. Oh, lovely. A nice, easy one to begin. (laughs) How are things progressing with the Citizen Football Project? So, things are progressing quite nicely. We, um, most of the administrative pieces are in place. So, we're ready to begin coaching, get into the neighborhoods, uh, a lot of kind of background and research has been done. Some of the things that I have found out were, I suppose, obvious and at the same time frustrating. There's a little kind of, and I spoke today to uh, Derek Green down in Nashville, who's with Tennessee State Soccer Association. Right, and yeah. 
pardon me, they've run into, I don't want to say the same obstacles. I don't think, that, I think it's more a piece of trying to overcome the very nature of football in its way, that it is a territorial piece. Right. So when you turn around and say, even to any neighborhood, there's a natural, there's a natural suspicion of somebody who comes in and says, we want to help you. Right. Well, does that mean you want to help us and, and take our players? Right. Which in a lot of minds, that's not really helping. Right. Um, so there's a lot, you know, there's a certain kind of, I think resistance to the big, like any organism, like anything in the world, there can be some kind of either mistrust of something from outside or a lack of understanding or, and also on, on our side of it is really learning to listen. Right. Right. Because it, the, you just don't have the answers. So if, if there is misinformation, if there's misinformation right. out there, uh, let's clear it up a little bit. Um, tell us exactly, because we don't want people to think, well, this is this is something that is going to change the dynamic of soccer in Memphis, and it might to some degree do that. But right. let's, let's just, on its most basic terms, let's discuss the idea behind the Citizen Football Project. Right. So... At its most basic, I think I had to have a change. I think, yeah, it's reasonable to say a change in my approach to football because I always work for clubs. Right. So, you know, from the time I, even this morning, I said I was leaving the house this morning to do some coaching and we're at our, we're at my house. So I, around the corner here, I've got all my coaching gear in this waterproof box. Yeah. And this morning I was walking through the house with 200 cones and a bag of balls. And I said to my wife, I goes, <laughs> you know, it's like 25 years ago. It's right. like this with hair, right? Uh, you're still doing the same still, thing. You here. know, you're still schlepping gear around the place. Um, you don't have the uh, lackeys to do that for you. No, you I'm no, I'm packing the bags. That's how it was. So we're going off to do that this morning, do some coaching. And the... The, the normally what happens is you're either coaching for a club right. or you're coaching for whoever you're coaching for and they've got some resources and some plan for their kids right right the but I did, I did that for 25 years and we have the pub and the pub is doing great first you you know you're there and this yeah and they a couple of years ago I had the, the idea that it would be much better if we use the tools inside the game to improve the citizens, right? right? Because I can't, I don't think it's not that I can't, I don't think very anybody can guarantee that you'll turn into Lionel Messi. Right. I think we can use the tools inside the game to give people the opportunity to be better at the ordinary things that integrate you. you turn up on time, look after your equipment, respect the team, work towards the benefit of the team. And you can do that in any situation. So you can do it at your job. Right. You can just whatever. You can be a better surgeon or sure. you can be a better banker or banker, whatever. Or, whatever. Yeah. or you can yeah. be the best plumber in the world because right. you. 
so the because you you learned the basics of uh we're going to show up on time we're going to treat people the right way we're going to do things fairly and above board instead of in a dishonest way all of these things are elements of the citizen project and today even today you know you're constantly i was very nervous today today was my first i was working for a school down the street here yeah and i haven't really been coaching for a while right i mean I've been doing a lot of talking. I'm good at that, but I had the, <laughs> yeah. like to actually have to go coach. Right. And then some of the things that I was working on, you have to change your attitude as a coach because as a coach, you're always thinking I'm coming here with all the answers and I'm going to give you all the answers and you're going to right. implement all the answers. And right. then the drills that I've been working on, on paper, the challenge is to come in and say, I'm going to give you a problem that can be solved as a team mm-hmm. only if you all use the strengths that you've all got individually and you listen to your own abilities. So for example, if you set up a, a, a drill, you've got kids who are speed is their enemy mm-hmm. because the faster they get, the faster they approach the drill, they make mistakes and then they bring something else to it. They make two problems where there was none right. rather than playing the role. Right. So today, over and over again, we're creating little drills that go, you bring your particular best set of skills to the to the project. Absolutely, yeah. And stay in your lane yeah. and do your absolute, and don't make it always, if it gets wrong, stay with the original problem. Right. And that's, it's that's from a coaching perspective, that's really a tough thing to do because it's, it's easier to go to any place and just go, I'll pick the top five players. Right. And... They can implement what my way. Yeah. But that that originally that brings you back to the exclusion of the other fifteen guys. Right. So from the coaching perspective, you're now this other thing. You're a community worker and a teacher, and you're saying, "Look, there's a way to make everybody part of it." Right. Doing exactly what solve the problem yourself, but keep in mind you're doing it for the good of everybody. Right. So and that that's that's a little bit technical. It might not be what what you really want to no, discuss. Well, with so uh, this is one one element of it, and that's I, th- I think that's a great answer. But let's talk about something that I, I think is the biggest benefit of something like the Citizen Footballer Project, and that right. is kids who have no other way to get into the game. I right. understand the fact that there are some people who are a little bit suspicious because we have a firmly established pay-to-play system in the United Mm. States of America. And that means the kids who can afford to play are going to play the game, and the kids who can afford great coaching are going to get great coaching. Um, A few years ago, we Rogue Squadron, uh, supporters group for Memphis City FC, was alerted uh, by a a member of our group, Adam Rader, um, about a team that he was coaching in a, you know, uh, Saturday league. Right. Um, that was comprised almost exclusively of refugees from other countries. So we had a kid on the team from the Sudan, Ivory Coast, Gambia, nice. uh, Zaire, Ni- Nigeria, um, even some from South America, a few from El Salvador and other parts of Central America. This team, which had about 10 kids, had about nine different nationalities represented. Right. They came to the United States with the clothes they were wearing. There right. were no cleats There were or, or boots, studs, whatever you want to call them. There was no equipment like a ball that they could call their own. There were no shin guards. And some of the guys, you know, we kind of rallied to, 
little bit and got up some money to, to get those kids. They went undefeated, right? Right. How can your program benefit kids from situations like that? And maybe even kids who grew up right here in Memphis who there, there simply Ooh. is no other way. They've got athleticism, talent, maybe a little bit of know-how, but they have no other way to play organized ball. Right. I think what I have best discovered is the I think the best model that I can find and and we're using it I mean it, there it's it's in play in in Nashville um, is a, is the street soccer model so the French do a great we talked mm-hmm. about this before mm-hmm. the French do a great version of it I think right. what you've got to do is go to the neighborhoods first of all what you're experiencing in in those neighborhoods is maybe parents working two jobs. Right. Um, there's not a lot of green space. There's yeah. certainly not actually any real organized soccer space. You know, it's not like right. going to a soccer stadium or soccer fields. Um, but the beauty of the game is you don't need that. I mean, the thing is that you have to strip it down and make it simple. So go to the neighborhood and set up five 3v3s. Right. And if you get five three v threes going, it, and you manage to do the again, the one thing that's kind of most difficult is not to get your ego in the way. Is to go out there, let the kids play. They'll begin to solve the problems on their own, and then you have to be constant. So if you're going to be in the neighborhood three nights a week, you've got to always go. Right. And if it rains, you go. Yeah. If it's if it's lightning, you go and you don't play. But right. if you say you'll turn up, you say you'll turn up. And once it, you know, the game is easy. You People love the game because it's so simple. Right. What we've got to do is stop making it difficult. Right. The difficult piece is how do I find $2,000 to sign up? And sure. how do I spend $600 on equipment? Yeah. If I can ride my bike down the road or walk down the road, that takes that out of the the way if i don't have to pay to sign up that mm-hmm. takes that out of the way and if they've got the equipment and they'll lend it to me for an hour that takes that out of the way right after that it's just the kid right yeah and that seems to be the successful model that seems to be the way that it's done initially successfully right then you have to have a stared step approach to the problem because there'll be lots of kids who just want to stay on step one right and There'll be more kids that stay at step one than ever move to step nine. Yeah. And if if step nine is I play for my country, yeah. Then what we have to have is a level, a next level. Yes. And how we how we then as the organization manage the player through the steps without ever making going up the steps the only point. Right. There'll be there's a lot more good footballers who are ordinary guys yeah. than there ever are fellas who play for their country. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and you can't have one without the other. And the player who is a lifetime guy, whose kids come into the game, who's learned things that make him successful through the game, nothing at all to do with the sport. The, the, the ability to sacrifice yourself for the organization. Yeah. To go, you know, I really, 
I have to go in early and I have to stay late. You know, we do that all the time. Oh, yeah. um, the, those lessons are the lessons that give us the value out of it. There you go. And that's, a, that's for me, I think that that's, if, if that's the success. The other thing we can, we can nurture and we can help. And as we get kids, you know, we don't have a, there is no, like Memphis Youth Soccer Association, which is what our umbrella is. We don't have a club team. Right. And we probably won't have a club team for years. So in the meantime, if I happen to be in the neighborhood and I find a kid who's exceptional and I think there's a path for him to better football or more organized football, it's my job to call somebody, mm-hmm. to call the Lobos or to call, you know, Ole yeah. or whoever. Yeah. Or to, call, or to go to his school and go, look, if you've got a school team and he's not fitting in or he's not playing for school, really good i think we need to have a look at him so let's take this to a slightly different level let's say you're walking in midtown yeah you go back at the public elementary school uh-huh. and there's a kid out there who's just playing on the playground and it is obvious that he is faster and more athletic right. than all the other kids on the playground uh-huh is it possible is there is there a path for him is there a uh, is there a is there a way for him to get into the game, even if he has never kicked a soccer ball before in his entire life? Okay, so it takes. I think that that's a, a, that question has to be answered. All of these questions I'm now discovering have to be answered in different ways. Okay, so a way for him to get into the game, you can't be a footballer on your own. Okay. Right. Yeah, you're right. So no, the, the only way, sport. right. So the only way for him to get into the game is to offer the game in his neighborhood. Right. Is to go. We have this, whatever it is. It's a we have a five aside match on Tuesday nights. Yeah. For kids under twelve. Yeah. Everybody show any, up. Any who we'll just work it out for you. Right. So that's his. That's his point of entry. That's his Ellis Island. Yes. That's how I get in. Okay. Um, but there has to be that, and there has to be that consistently. It's got to, yeah. And then you tell this kid, or go over. I, I think you walking up to the fence might be a little weird. So you go over to the teacher. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So you, you go over to the I mean, teacher right. and you say, hey, listen, I know this is a little strange, but right. I'm a soccer coach. Right. And that kid is out here. He's faster than all the other kids out here. He's obviously more than athletic than all the other kids out here. Is there any way that I can invite him right. to, and it may be a sheet of paper, it may be a car, well, take this home to your mama, whatever. How do you get that kid who obviously has the athletic ability to play the game, but has no exposure to the game into right. the project? I think that you've got to, so there are lots of kind of top-down entry points. Right. So you have to go to the schools and say, look, we're we're going to have a now. There's a there's a group in in Midtown. Yeah. That's a very good group uh, called Play Where You or Stay Where You Play mm-hmm. and Play Where You Stay. Play Where You Stay, and they yeah. do everything I hear about them is excellent. They do right. great work. Yeah. Um. So it's a model like that where you just simply go to the go to the schools yeah. and say, look, you've got yeah. a car park. Mm-hmm. It's empty at five o'clock in the evening because your teachers are all gone. Right. Do you mind if we come out and 
I think that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, just throw some cones out right. there. And you just go, well, we're going to play here. Yeah. And then the, the, so it goes from there. I think what you have to consider the problem, it really is, you truthfully are this in a servant's position. Yes. How can I serve the community? And how can I do some good? Right. And that means introduce yourself to the community. Right. Be consistent in your work. Yeah. And I think I think really one of the things that I for me personally that I'm looking forward to this next couple of years in football is that it is not it winning is important in football. Right. But it's not that important. Okay, yeah. Particularly on a nightly basis when the kids will work out who's good. Yeah, that's right. Right. You've got to go out there and just make it. We have got to go into the neighborhoods and say, look, we've got equipment. We've got organization. We've got safe. Our coaches are vetted, safe guys. Right. You're not, no, no danger with no our coaches. No weirdos. No weirdos. There'll probably be a few weirdos, <laughs> but not but dangerous it, ones. Yeah, not dangerous. You know, every now and again, there'll be a Spurs fan, and what can yeah, you do? What can you do? There's nothing yeah. you can do about that. So it happens. It happens. So we'll just, I think that that's the solution is just you've got to be, make it, make it something that's just obvious. It's in the neighborhood. It's the same thing as, playing street basketball yeah. or playing baseball. You know, back in the day, every time when I talk to Americans, they're always on about back in the days we used to play sandlot baseball. Yeah. I never see it anymore. I guess they're doing it somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it's that piece of just being constant and then having the, <clears throat> having the presence of mind that if you do find a kid like that, exceptional, yeah. that the athletic components are there and it's an exceptional guy or girl. Yeah. That you, you have enough sense to go, okay, how do I, advance this kid sit down with mama and you say listen your child is right. exceptional right. what parent doesn't want to hear that right i mean parents want to hear your child is going mm. to excel in this area sure. right and so we need to think about next steps which at that point you cross that bridge right. of what exactly is the next step and then i think you've got to like particularly i just got i was in washington the other night to see arsenal playing real madrid and it's always good to get out of your city. And then you've got to kind of look at it and think, okay, how do I, how do, how do we as an organization make the world available to the kids? That's right. So what you, a lot of it is, you know, you, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm learning. I do not have the answers. I'm learning. You'll talk to kids and they'll go, I never left my neighbor. I never leave my neighborhood. Right. You go, Okay. Well, then we're going to find a way to get you out of your neighborhood. Yeah. And because that experience yes. of seeing something new. Right. Done in a new way, more whatever the whatever that is. If you say, let's go to. Let's take a bus. St. Louis. Let's go to St. Louis. Yeah. Right. And then. We're going to see the arch. We're going to see the arch. And we're going to one night. We're all going to put on our our best gear. Or the team gear, yeah, and we're going to go and we're going to have some something to eat somewhere nice, yeah. Well, the that effect on the neighborhood is to improve it because you've now got you've you've established this kind of curiosity piece, right? And you, it's this thing of I'm not just here, 
this thing that I love is going on everywhere. And if I participate in it, I'm now, I don't have an entree to everywhere in the world. Okay, so you're using the game to make better people, better citizens. That's the whole idea. Uh, yeah, it's, it. it's, I have no particular desire to, I'm not that bothered about finding stars. Yeah. Stars. As a matter of fact, I've, I've, I've never found one. Right. Yeah. To be, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. you know, I say that I've, yeah. I've worked in None football. of the guys that you have coached are now playing in MLS or, or, or going across to no. Europe. Or I mean, and I've, I've worked at college. I've worked in college soccer in the States. I've met some, I've met some guys, some people that are as human beings, they are stars. I mean, wonderful top class people. Right. Um, nobody's playing for, for Arsenal. Right. Or for for Madrid or for anybody else, right. but they're excellent fathers. They're excellent members of the community. They're excellent employees. Mm -hmm. So, uh, to me, a star is maybe a different thing. Uh, That's to, a, yeah, like it's a citizen. Right. That's what we're me, talking about. Right. Citizens, to, I mean, creating so citizens. Right. The thing that I want to do is I want to have this soccer organization grow. Right. And I want the people who participate in it, and that's everybody. I want the I want the parents who participated and the ad administrators and the children. I want everybody to have something that they're proud of. Yeah. That they take value from. Yes. That they bring into their daily lives. And it's, it, it's, I mean, it is this interesting piece of just saying, you know, maybe this, maybe right now in Memphis tonight, where we we're embryonic and we're commencing the work, and there's not maybe right now less than five miles from here. There's nothing. There's no soccer going on, right? Yeah. yeah. And then maybe this time next year, we've got twenty coaches. We've got a hundred games of football going on at five o'clock at night. Right. And the kids are looking forward to it. And parents. This is the other thing about the about this game and about about any. I mean, it can be any game, I suppose. But about this game is that a parent can go to the five-a-side ground or go to and and go, man, look at my kid. Yes, right. That's right. So that's it. All we're do, all we're our our attempt is to bring some to put something useful back into the city. Right. Because yeah, <clears throat> Memphis has given me so much. Right. You know, you come to the brass door and and. Yeah. See that joy on a Saturday night. People oh, yeah. going to football games. Yeah, um, we're sitting on my back deck, drinking a little white wine. I don't know if you can say that on radio. <laughs> that's, that's and it's this is all right. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's a good life. Uh, right. It's a good life, right? And uh, you know, it's maybe some other kid out there finds the joy of football the way we did. Maybe twenty years from now, they can talk about how their entry point was us. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. It isn't. It doesn't. And at the same time, it has the hope. I think every great project has to have the hope. So there's also that piece that goes, you know what? Maybe, maybe one day we'll find that little kid yeah. and he can look back at us from, from the MLS yeah. and say, man, I was a Memphis guy. Yeah, that's right. right. That's what you want. So you're never, I think if you've got that kind of, if you've got that, romance for it and that spark and that trust in its ability then you also can stay very very enthusiastic from the coaching side because mm -hmm. you can always go man tonight might be the night yeah so let's say 
let's say we've got some folks listening to this podcast and they are from the Bluff City Mafia or from Section 117 or from the, the or from uh, out on the bluff, uh, as they said, out on the grass or the Terminex Terrace, wherever right. it may be. And they say, you know what? I've always kind of thought that I had the ability to coach. But this idea is born of passion. This idea is born of something where I could actually do something good for my community and for my city. How can that person get involved in your project? Well, this sounds like like a chat show lead in, but it isn't. I'm very, I'm very glad that you asked me that question. Um, and I've wanted to do this for some period of time, but I've, uh, we're going to set up a Facebook page called Citizen Soccer, yeah. which is not related entirely to the organization. This is just something that I'm, I want to open up. So we'll set up a Facebook page tonight. Somebody's coming here to help me do it after this. And we'll just have an opportunity for people to have input, to sign up as we get things that we need help with, to give us advice as we go through problems. Um, and, and that's the thing that I, I think is a really important, that's the next really important piece and is to just go, we don't have all the answers. However, we have certain amount of resources. We have a certain amount of knowledge on the, on the back end of it and we have a need for help. Right. And, and I, I think that that's, um, you know, really, as I, I look at it, and I've been in touch with the lads at Balna Town and, and some other clubs that I've, I've worked with in the past. You know, community support is everything. Because yeah. somewhere out there, there's a guy who, you know, knows how to spray paint a, a car park. Right. Right. Or there's somebody who knows how to get equipment for less. Or there's somebody who's a doctor who has time to give us some help. Right. Um, we're just going to ask for help and take it. Uh, and, you know, we've seen that recently with, with 901 and with Megan. That yeah. The help is there. The goodwill is there. Yes. Uh, people's hearts are in the right people's place. People's hearts are in the right places. And it's just it's channeling all that en- energy in the right direction. And particularly, I think we have this opportunity when where we're not looking to win region three as a set of coaches. Right. So, so in keeping with some of these things that we've been talking about with, with, you know, people's hearts being in the right place and people helping out with Megan Hall and her situation and people, people helping out with Anna Della Rosa and her situation. There's a lot of goodwill in the game. We see charities sometimes that are connected with the game. Right. We see things that are, at the on the ground level, when you talk to the people, and when you talk to the fan, when you talk to the supporter, right. you see a lot of passion. Mm. Zlatan Ibrahimovic says a lot of things. I he, love him. I absolutely think he's the best. He he says a lot of very funny things. Uh-huh. He is uh, you know been described recently as a soccer poet, and I think that's a <laughs> I think that's an accurate description. Recently, he was asked a question about soccer in the United States of America Uh and what it would take to get us up to par with the rest of the world. And he asked us, so using the Socratic method, he asked a question in return. He said, do they want that? 
Is that right. what they're looking for? Are the MLS owners trying to be up with the rest of the world? In Europe, the game is about passion. Here, the game is about money. And he mentioned, right. I can name a handful of teams that make money. The rest of them are in it for the passion. Right. Your project is a passion project. I'm, I'm never going to have any money. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got left. <laughs> so you're, it's your only, your only option available it's, to yeah. you. So how can we, as a nation, have a paradigm shift from a where soccer means money to soccer means passion. Right. I think that's a, I I think that can only be done organization by organization and uh I, I don't want to say ownership group but leadership by leadership. So the, I it's probably a, a you know, it's a question that you could take, I think, to America in lots of ways. <laughs> I think you're is right. <laughs> the, I think the question may be, what is the value of money ultimately? So if you set up the thing and you go, and you're the owner and you go, I want to somehow monetize this and make as much money as I can out of it. Um, it won't take very long before you're play, and And this can be with a youth organization. I've seen it with youth organizations. I've seen it with lots of lots of groups. Is is it won't take long before you end up using terms that are corporate about your players. I think that's so you right. end up referring to them as assets, right? And then they're just a number. You've got to yeah, yeah. And they, that cannot. That is not it. If a player plays for you and is part of your club, then he's family, or she's family, and. The important thing with any family is security and well-being. They're, they're safe and they're good and they're prospering. And then if that's at your core value, then you're not worried how much money you took off them. So it's a value point. And then it, it turns around. So when you look at clubs like Partizan Belgrade or whoever, anybody, Arsenal started out, or, or Manchester United started out as a local club. Right. Got Salford, right? Yeah. And they just happened to be successful. Yes. And then they repeated that, and then other people came to them, and then finally it became, it made money. Right. But it probably didn't make that much money for maybe 100 years. No, it was a gift to the right. citizens. Right. And so now it does two things. At, at, at some point, they've really successful ones do two things. They're deeply loved by their fans and they also make money. But you have to start out with the love of the player and the love of the family. That right. that has to be the first thing. Now that's not that's not what exists. It's it doesn't really exist because you hire coaches and right. you send them out what and that's nobody's fault. It's just how the model is. Right. So but we can change it. Yeah. And, and we also can measure our success in a different way. Yeah. Is that you can just simply turn around and, and other people can go, well, our coaches get paid more money. Right. And you can go, but that's so what? Yeah. Great. Well, I or our, well, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I think the, the 
the question is best answered by saying there's a lot of ways to measure success. Yeah. So if we turn out with this project and 20 years from now, it's still going, it hasn't gone bankrupt. It's, it's still operating. Even if it's on shoestrings or if it's right. on shoestrings or prawn sandwiches, whatever the yeah. look, whatever the yeah. look is. Yeah. Then it's a success. Yeah. But nobody's coming into this thing saying, oh, I've got to kind of, you know, make a fortune out of it. No, no, no. Right. Exactly right. So, you know, the most success for those who are not from the, the area, the most successful soccer team in this area is not a club team. It is the Houston High School girls soccer team. Right. And when when we had the event for Anna. Right the fundraiser at Houston high school. Right. I saw love and passion. Right. Because it means something to them to be a Houston Mustang. That's a big, big deal. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, people say, well, you know, those Germantown kids they have, or those Collierville kids, they have advantages of this and that and the other, but there's a deep, deep meaning for the player to be a part of, of that. And so what we hope and, and what the idea is would be to take something like that idea of, boy, it's great to be connected with this. It's great to be a part of this. I want in the future for people, because these were all kids who were coming back. They were not current. Houston high right. school players. They go to all kinds of colleges. They're in all kinds of different works, whatever. Right. And they all came back and there were hugs all around. There was love all around. I'd love to see the same thing with your project where people come back. Sure. And it's a better life than they ever could have had otherwise. Right. And they say, you know, this game has given me something that money never could have given me. Right. And there's, there's a couple of things that I, I want to, I'd like to address again, you know, the, <clears throat> we, we also have to come to the reality that the game, so the game is this universal thing, right? Absolutely. So this morning I'm coaching. I think everybody's under, everybody's certainly under 12. It's a small group, 10 kids sit down and talk to them and go, okay, where are you from? So we had a kid from China. We had a kid from Korea. We had a kid from India. We had a kid from Puerto Rico, a kid from Guatemala. We had five Americans and an Irishman. Sounds like a joke, <laughs> right? Now, you can't. The other thing that we can't go into this project thinking is, oh, well, because they're in Germantown, they're somehow less worthy of the joy of football. You're right. Or yeah. because they're a Collierville Lobo or they're a whatever they are, yeah, they're somehow less worthy of this immense joy of football yeah. that we think we're the guardians of. Right. I, I don't, I haven't, I don't care where you come from. Yeah. I don't, I just simply don't. Yeah. The, well, Anna and her family are from right. Argentina. Right. So what we are, and I don't care what you're, the other side of it is integrated football means everybody's in it. That's right. So we have to come to this thing and go, regardless of what our, our, what we think are the, our superior pieces, which is our, you know, maybe we're working with disadvantaged kids or whatever that is. Yeah. That doesn't make you superior. And 
we just have to go, we're going to build a football product that our footballers can play anywhere in the world with anybody and share a smile. That's right. Right. That you can look at them and go, oh man, that was so beautiful. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, the piece of like, the piece of it that's important is we're just here to bring you something good. Right. And if, if it's good and it's consistent, you'll come back for it and you'll stay with it and you'll drink the Kool-Aid. And then 20 years from now, you'll, I hope it's maybe, I'm, I'm 52, so maybe, I hope 40 years from now, they'll all come to the funeral <laughs> and it'll be great. Well, let's say, let's just say, for example, that they uh, are able to, uh, you know, get into a situation where they can go to college for right. wh- whatever reason. Maybe they earn a scholarship. Maybe whatever. they're just very smart kids. Yeah, yeah. maybe they're very smart kids. And, and they're good or, at football. Or, or maybe just because of some things that they learned. Maybe they had thought that there was no way out. Right, sure. Okay, of the of, of their neighborhood. And maybe it's a crime neighborhood, whatever you want to right. call that. And maybe through some things that they learn in the, in the project – they say, you know, maybe there's like some mentoring when it comes to Pell Grants and scholarship right. opportunities, things that can happen with going to college. Maybe college becomes a reality or trade school, whatever the case may be. Learn a trade. And and these kids have the opportunity to go somewhere else, let, right. no matter where it is. Let's say there's a job opportunity available in Detroit. They go up to Detroit. They see a group of people playing football. They jump in the game. Right. Not not an opportunity when a you know when a kid is ten and there's no opportunities for him to be involved in the game in Memphis. Your project comes along. He understands the game. He logs a lot of hours into playing the game. Right. He goes somewhere else and it's like, oh, here's the game. I'm gonna jump in. Doesn't embarrass himself. Right. Meets new people that he would have never met otherwise. In those moments, every man hour that you put into that project becomes worthwhile. Oh, you're he's con- th- look, he's connecting to people you know, through the game. I, the, you're repaid in in a, a great friend of mine, a fellow called Fergal Ford. Fergal's a fantastic football player, a really great player, and. He's also uh, a man that does not kind of suffer fools gladly. <laughs> and Fergal gave me this line. Somebody was annoying him one time. And Fergal turned around and said to him, you know, you know the price of everything and the value of nothing. <laughs> and the the value of what we're about to to do is affect positively people's lives and affect here's the other thing affect positively our own lives yeah because if you go to the training ground if you go to games and you see kids doing better and coming back and learning and curious and interested in the origins of their favorite player and you know what's his culture and all of that then you're paid that's right you're paid if there happens to be the, you know, you're making some, some small wages, and you can go out with your pals and have dinner, sure. yeah. you're paid. Yeah. So you you can't get into it. It's it's a twofold thing in in the American system. And, you know, to go back, I was for some reason 
I, I've not for some reason. I know because I'm I'm revving myself up now. I've I've fallen back into the bucket of football and I'm doing a bit of research. I was looking at Ebra the other night, and he is really a fantastic. He is a fantastic model. There's a piece in an interview where he said the first time that he ever went to the center city, he stole a bike to get down there. And he was 17 before he got to the center city because he was from the ghetto. This is his own words. He go, and he had no reason to ever go down there. Right. And there's a certain amount of racism in Sweden as well. Mm -hmm. And he's Slav. And right. uh, there was, you know, he grew up in a tough situation. Yeah. And he talks about being very shy. Now, anybody who's ever seen Zlatan in an interview wouldn't, think he was shy right but he said uh, he, he hadn't in his mind he had nothing to offer right 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 he wasn't from a wealthy family right he was he was a poor kid in an awful neighborhood who was stealing bikes football changed his world yeah and somewhere out here i'm not saying that we're going to discover his latin but somewhere out here there's a kid in similar circumstances yeah and we're just going to go and offer them a little bit of light and, and say, Hey, look, this is happening. It's fun. We've got to, we bring in 50 sandwiches with us. And this is the thing that you talk about contribution. Yeah. It's also it's having a group of people who go, we make 20 sandwiches every Tuesday night <laughs> right? and we give them out. Right. Yeah. That sandwich is just as important as anything I'll ever know about football. Right. Because it's kindness. Yeah. It's love. It's yeah. hope. It's opportunity. Right. Um, and you know, I, I I also am in this position of retraining myself. I, I've been hard on kids in the past, you know, yeah. too you know demanding because I'm focused on something else. Yeah. Right. Um, I you know I always think I'm right. <laughs> the, <laughs> it happens. So I, I also to go back just to finish this piece about Zlatan is. That's a very, very intelligent guy. It's a very sharp guy. Yeah. And he said about his wife, just, this is nothing to do with our project, but he was talking about his wife. And the guy said, well, do you have a lot of memorabilia in your house? You know, from your games and your achievements? He okay. said, no, the wife won't let him have any. That's right. But he does have a photograph of his feet. His feet are mangled, right? He's got football footballer's from, feet. Footballer's feet yeah. from the game. But he said he put that photograph up in the house to remind everybody that without these feet, there's no food. Yeah. And so there are hard lessons here yeah. to be, and, and look, there's outcomes, there's good outcomes yeah. and there'll also be disappointments along the way. Yeah. You know, there'll be, there'll be things that you think you're doing great that you find didn't work out. But then you're, you're teaching them how to cope with those disappointments when those disappointments come along. That's part of being right. a citizen. That's part of, well, being you, adult, you know, whatever. we've got to, here's the thing when, when, You've got to be constant. Yeah. You've got to be fair. Yeah. And you've got to be joyful and you've got to be thankful for it. And and somewhere down the line, it'll work out. You don't know. We if and if everything went if all the stars aligned, right now there's a couple of kids playing for Olay and for the Lobos and for the Germantown legends. And there'll be a couple of kids who maybe come through our process mm -hmm. or are introduced to the process through our process. And they might all represent 901. Yeah. In they it, might. In, yeah. in, 
less than a decade. That's right. That's your paid then. That's joyful work, right? That's right. To watch them on the field. Go, yeah. You to know, sit on the stands right, or stand, because, on, stand on the vestibule right. or whatever and look down and say, sure. I remember when that kid was his, nine years old, right. had never kicked a soccer ball in his life. Right. I remember his me. first touch. Yeah. Right? Right. That's then, paid. And yeah, then you're, you're paid a thousand times over, you know. Right. Well, that's all fantastic stuff. Uh, for just a moment here, I want to talk about 901 since you mentioned them, and then we'll if we let's, have a, Let's we, do it. <laughs> so we, we've got two different things here. We've got the product that is on the field, and we've got the product that is off the field. Right. I want you to talk for just a moment about both and see. tell me what you're seeing right now. We now... We, we had hoped uh, 15 months ago when we were recording, we dreamt about the time when they when that would be a reality. Now it's a reality. You can go to the pro shop and buy a 901 kit. You can sit in the stands. You can watch them play. Right. You can you can you can see Adam Najum. You can see Mark Birch. You can see Jeff Caldwell. You can see uh, now Brandon Allen. You can see these guys out there doing their thing and young kids are, are have the ability to go and watch professional soccer in the city of Memphis. Right. That's the on-field product. You also have an organization that is run by Peter Freund, Craig Unger, Travis Lamprecht is doing a great job with the marketing. Andrew. Uh, Andrew Bell has uh, built not only the product, but Andrew Bell has connected with the community right. in a way that is yeah, and, and extremely beneficial. So Andrew's got, top class. And, top, and coach is, is lovely. You know, my interaction. Tim McQueen is an incredible person. He uh, he gave a speech the night before the first match that made us all want to run through a brick wall for the man. You've got the on-field product. You've got the on-field. Uh, you got the on-field product, and you've got the off-field product. Tell me what you are seeing in your first year of interaction with Memphis Nine Hundred One FC. Right. Um, okay. So two things: we the brass door, where their hub for the mafia. Right. And by um, the way, for the the cavern. Has been a smash success. It's a smash, right? You know that was always a space where if if the bathroom door was locked, I would run down into the. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would run to the bathroom down there, and it uh, was like you know this right. could really they be got really utilized. nice bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, this could really be utilized, but now right. now that space is slam packed yeah, on game I know. day. It's it's one of those things people are saying. I, I wonder why he built another bar near a bathroom. <laughs> so um, the experience is this: is that off the field, the off field part of the organization is fantastic, right? It's it's top class. I think we have attendance numbers that beat any you know beat any new club yeah. recent right in the in the east but no, right, uh, in the east, right. uh New Mexico is doing the same thing in the right, west. Right. But there are other teams that are have been around two, maybe three years that aren't doing what we're doing. Right. So our off field product is top class. Now then what one of the things that you have to really do is be practical about the on the rectangle is where it's at. That's right. So you got to be practical about the. Eventually, rectangle. you have to win there. 
Yeah, but we all as a, we also have to understand. I mean, and this is and the fans do. I mean, certainly the 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 people who come to the to the cavern and to the door are pretty are really engaged. I mean, are knowledgeable and understand football and understand what we're doing. The it's going to take a minute. The team are good. The team have had decent results. We've put a bunch of guys together who haven't played before, yeah. with a coach who hasn't coached them before, yeah. and you, you have to keep this. Um, there's our guard dogs. <laughs> you have to keep this in mind: is that football takes time. Yeah. Chemistry between the or between the coaches and the players take time. Understanding how the lads operate, what they do off the ground, how they interact with each other. So to get the results that we've got means that we're pretty successful for both teams. Yeah. We bring in new players all the time. I was with Andrew the other night. He came came by the pub to uh, just say hi before the game. He yeah. he did the march with the fans the other night. Yeah. And while I was talking to him, he signed another player. <laughs> so always working that one. That one is always working. So you're in, and the club is the the thing that is encouraging for me is that the. Professionals inside that organization truly are professionals. They are working all the time. They're trying to get better all the time. Yeah. And because it's a first-year team, mm -hmm. you're always presented with it. Every week is a new problem. That's right. You know, it's the first time we've seen the Red Bulls on our ground. Right. It's the first time we've seen Nashville on our That's ground. That's true. Yeah. We're learning how, how the other teams operate. Yeah. So what we have to do is... Not be satisfied. I'd, I would never ask any set of fans or the fan base or anybody else to be satisfied. Oh, you know, you've got to. We're always hungry. We want right. to win. We have demands. Yeah. Um, but on in the, the first year, there's probably some allowances that won't be made. There's got to be allowances. You've got. Listen, we'll have an off season. We remember we're going to be playing football till August. Right. Right. Or till October. Right. Till October. Yeah. Um, we'll have. Yeah, sorry, till October. We'll have a break. We'll have time to assess. The, the The coaching staff, they'll have time to say, you know, he's good, but he didn't really work for us. Right. We need, to replace, off, we need to replace yeah, him. That's right. The scouting team will have recommendations. Yeah. It'll be different next year. Yeah. Um, but, and we'll be year, but for year one. Oh, you're... Yeah. Look, I'd like if I, you know, I'd like a few more goals at home. Sure. I'd like, I'd like a couple of, uh, maybe one or. But there, I would, I would only. And I'm, I'm a, you know, from a hypercritical cat. Right. I would like. There's only maybe one or two things I'd, I'd, I think that we should have got a little different result from. Yeah. Other than that, we won the other night. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um. Scored a couple of goals. Scored a couple of goals in, in a in about a five minute span. Right. right. And 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 so you know, um, that's always good. It's you not. It's score, not. You yeah. want to score at home. Sure. You want to win at home. Right. And and right. you you don't want to leak at home. You don't want to give away goals at home if you can avoid it. Exactly right. Um. So, and you want everybody to have a great time when they come out. To the and park. they are having a great time. Yeah. So it's a great product. We're getting better. It's not as though you know, and you have to be honest. We're not getting. It's not as though you go down there. We're getting schlacked. Right. No, we're not. I mean, you know, we haven't we haven't had our head handed to us nope. at home. So you think uh, if this will get better, mm -hmm. we'll be better. Yeah. We'll have more to offer next season. We'll have new players and and we'll keep some of the guys that we love. That's right. 
And I, I think it's it's wonderful. I mean, the, the effect of this particular piece of football, the work of Peter Frond and Craig Unger and Andrew Bell, their effect on downtown Memphis oh. is on and Travis, I got to give a shout yeah. out to Travis. Yeah. Travis is wonderful. Yeah, is that they're changing the culture? Yeah, that's right. And and, and John and his ticket staff have, you know, they brought people in. No, John, uh, John, no, not not, not no. John. Everybody John, else. Is John, <laughs> I got it. John is fantastic. John is um, he's an he is one of those guys yeah. that. He called me 4,000 times. Yeah, that's right. They don't to, let up. I'm like, John, I'm here just yeah. right now, whatever you want. Yeah, John is great. The whole yeah. team are great. You know, and you look at those stands. Those are busy, packed out stadiums. Yeah, that's right. I had People the, waving flags right. and doing the thing. And, and, you know. Yeah, you can't. If if you're complaining about year one, then you're, you've come to the conversation to complain. That's right. And you then you're not. And right. you, don't, and, you don't get right. it. And you're just going to. And that's what you're. Yeah. The people complaining about year one are 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 looking for something to complain That's about. That's exactly right. And on a on a bigger picture, Memphis is growing. Yeah. There's a ton of investment in right. downtown. Yeah. You look around. There's cranes everywhere. People yeah. were building. We've got a soccer team that's flying away, doing great. We've Penny Hardaway is about to build a juggernaut. Sure. Has Absolutely. built a juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, we've got nothing but positive. Positive. It's and, all positive. Right. People from outside, I don't think they get that. No. We have three minutes before this recording is going to cut us <laughs> off and give us. I want to to get your take as a, a lifelong uh, Arsenal fan. Right. Uh, I want you to give us uh, your three minute synopsis of Arsenal Football Club going into the 2019 2020 season. Okay. Um, I'm a gunner for life. Uh, I was. Part of the fan base, you know, I was, I was a gunner in the seventies when being eighth and ninth was normal. normal. Yeah. Um, I was a gunner when the Invincibles did the miracle. Um, went to Washington last week to see them. Stayed with a Real Madrid fan, <laughs> Carlos Provencio, my good pal, uh, and had a lot of frustration at the time. And I was beginning to look at their kind of transfer dealings. And they put out the announcement that they only had $40 million. Yeah. And then they spent $40 million times over in the blink of an eye. They're still in the transfer market. If they buy Tierney from Glasgow Celtic, and I believe that that deal might go through in the next couple of hours. If they buy Tierney and one central defender, then I think third, I don't, I don't think Liverpool and Manchester, I don't think Liverpool and Manchester City are going to come off that fight for a couple of years. I think we can be third. I think the club's going in the right direction. Um, Just to have a St. Totteringham's day, is that's my only right. concern right now. The, that's where I want to be. Yeah, and that's, listen, we could have done this. The, the real, we have Deadwood at the club. Metzard Ozil is a magnificent football player, but he only plays when he feels like it. That's right. And you can't play for Arsenal when you feel like it. That's right. Um we, I think Unai Emery's on the right track. I think the support team are on the right track. Uh, we've bought some good players. I think we're okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I was leaving the house the other day, and my wife said to me, "So you're okay again? Arsenal will be fine." Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think we're okay. You know, yeah. it, it's, but it takes a minute. The culture we'd gotten like anything else under Wenger, we'd gotten soft and all of a sudden we had, you know, we had guys in the club that just weren't good enough. That's right. And it, it's like any organization, the personnel dictate the culture and your culture is the worst guy you'll hire. <laughs> you know, yeah. the guys, the worst guy you keep employed is your culture. Right. And, we had a couple of luxury, you know. I think they're good at Xbox. I think Ozil is a magnificent Xbox. I think he's fantastic player. at right. Xbox. He's also fantastic at hiding in a Turkish restaurant while Sunny, uh, right, while, while his pal is beating two guys up. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that man is not afraid. He's not afraid. He is not afraid. No, I think Arsenal will be fine. I think you know. I don't. I think Spurs are. I don't think Spurs are going to do much. I think already. Manchester City have already brought the best players in the world. Liverpool have already right. bought the best players that they can for that. The problem with Liverpool was always the defense. They fixed the defense. Did they just? I mean, it's been. My God, that guy is a monster. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, now that you've done that, there's nowhere else to go. You can be, you're, you're, you know, you're talking right. about a difference between Manchester City running away with it by 10, 15 points. Manchester City having to win on the last day to take the title right. by one point and then Liverpool getting the Champions League. You're talking about potentially, potentially the two best teams in the world. Oh, yeah. And there was never any doubt. I mean, going into that European Cup final, there was never any doubt that Liverpool were winning that. There yeah. was never any doubt. You could have put your house on it. Yeah. Because that tournament resonates in the heart of Liverpool and that organization. Yeah. That tournament resonates with them. They were never going to lose that game. You could have put, if you had $100,000 to bet, you could have put it down and picked it up 90 minutes later. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see. So third is the goal for the Arsenal Football Club. The playoffs is the goal for uh, 901 FC. They could still sneak into that 10th spot. We do it a little weird here in America. They've got to only finish 10th to have a shot. Uh, And that would be the goal, you know, any year. And then who knows what could happen in the playoffs. We'll do things a little bit strangely here. But uh, I think very exciting things are going to happen next season. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think all in all, I think we can say there's no question that from a footballing standpoint, we are in a better place than where we were 15 months ago when we last recorded. And 15 months from now, who knows where we'll be. You know, here's the thing. Our project, Memphis Youth Soccer Association, is a fully funded organization. The club downtown are doing great, and we'll do better. Arsenal spent a bunch of money. <laughs> Our cup runneth over. Yeah, you know, what right. do you want? You got it. That's right. We've been paid. We've yeah. been paid. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's all, it's fantastic. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Come on, man. 15 months ago, we were dreaming about all this. That's right. That's right. 15 months ago, we had a conversation about who do you keep at Arsenal and who do, right. you, who right. do you kick out? Sure. <laughs> and then, and, and, and look at this lad. I mean, the fact that Arsenal bought this lad, Pepe. Yeah. He's a machine. Yeah. I watched his, his YouTube highlights. Are, uh, are yeah. I watched special. all 51 of his goals this morning. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And uh, he's unbelievably talented. Yeah. So I, I think we're all right. Yeah. Two players away. Tierney and one. Yeah. Tierney plus one. That's right. We're having a good time. The game is rewarding us. Yeah. All right. So, Seamus Loftus, uh, maybe it won't be another 15 months before we sit down to record again, but thank you for joining us. Uh, we are always. I loved it. Thank you very oh, much. Always, always glad to have you on the show. 
we have loved, and I mean this genuinely, genuinely from a from an absolute, um, from a supporter standpoint, what the Brass Door has brought to the game and to the culture and to the supporters group downtown, having that place where we can go and grow together as a family. Thank you very much. Is 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 absolutely unbelievable and it is it has exceeded all of our expectations for what we thought it can be Great. and i mean that from the bottom of my heart thank you sincerely yeah and so we appreciate that and uh the march to the match is is an event that, that is a any, spectacular it's, it's piece so i've great. got to tell you like when the nashville lads were in yeah they and a couple of them have taken the time to just email us they said unbelievable yeah. what, what memphis not just not just what Memphis hospitality to them that, you know, they travel, they said our, our hospitality was spectacular. Our atmosphere spectacular. Our fans spectacular. Great. Yeah. Next time out, we'll turn them over twice. You know, every, <laughs> I hope so. Every March to the match. This is my favorite part of the March to the match besides stopping traffic. Cause I do love stopping right. traffic. Well, you're a very beautiful man. <laughs> yes. I don't know about all that. I love the part where we walk past the rendezvous. Right. Because every single time you can see people who are seated at tables at the rendezvous running right. up the steps to see what the commotion is. Happening. And we all, 75, 100 people, whatever it yeah. is, march past the front door right. of the rendezvous. And they leave their tables and they go see what it is. Right. And they smile or they break out their phones and they film that situation. And that is what we always wanted. We wanted to be part of that conversation right. in downtown Memphis. The well, you know that that's the other thing that it's 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 very easy to get caught up in the moments of what you're doing, but it's actually changing attitude. Yeah. So people can come out and go, "Oh, this is not something from outer space. It's not some yeah. foreign no, game. No. It's our game, yeah, right. and it's joyful, and it's on your doorstep." And Come buy a ticket, see the team. Yeah, right. I, I, there was a there was a guy in the back of the line the other day. Right. You and I were talking, so I was jumping in the back of the line, and so we were, you know, we were talking in the alley there, and the march left, and I ran to catch up with it, and there was a guy in the very back, and I heard him turn and say to his buddy, "It's the first time he'd ever marched," right. and he said, "Man, this is fantastic. We don't do this in American football. Right? It's a unique spectacle. Right? It's something completely different." And the people who are downtown every single time wonder what in the world is going on, and they see the passion that is associated with the game. And you know, you've got this is the other thing, and is that you've got to just hand it like from, you know, I never get to the games on time. I never get to see the. I'm always, you know, we're yeah. breaking down the alley sure. bars yeah, and all absolutely. that. Um, you've the whole city and the the. I know the club. I know the club greatly appreciated. I've, you know, Peter and Craig have talked to me about what the value of it is. You guys have created this unique, this piece that isn't a copied piece. It isn't like, well, there somebody else is doing it. This is a Memphis thing. This is That's a right. 901 thing. And this is our, you know, it's our thing yeah. where you go, you can't get that anywhere. In a lot of other cities, you can't, you don't have a pub close to the ground that where the fans are there. It's you don't have this tremendous fan base. You, and, and also, you know, how active the fans are, how uh, how active the mafia are in things that they could avoid. Right. The fact that you guys are, you know, dig into your time and dig into your pockets and dig into your effort. 
for things charity. that need charity for things that need you. Yeah. And that that group is so, so motivated about that. It's, a, you know, it, it's all very well to, you know, talk about the brass door and talk about anything else. You guys are where it's at, you know, without that effort and your, and your tremendous loyalty, you know, one day I've, I've bad news for you. 20 years from now, as this club goes on, you'll be known as an ultra. <laughs> oh, that'll be fine. We prefer to think of ourselves as a family. As a family. Yeah. And, and, and that is, is really the benefit of being united with great, great people. You know, people who like to rag on Memphis. Right. What they don't understand is how great the people are. They don't oh, understand sure. that. Yeah. They don't understand that. And so by being united with these great, great people uh, together through 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 the game. Right. And and it's it's just something that 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 can't happen anywhere else. Just, so it's, it's fantastic. Seamus, thank you for joining us. My friend. Thank you. Yes, sir. And and great. The best of luck to the Citizen Football Project. And we're going to do our best to continue to spread the word, to get it out there, and to get as many people involved as, as right. is humanly possible. We're after it. We're after it. All right. Thank, Thank you, sir. You, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank sir. you.